For the love of football, the XFL is back. And what does that mean for you and your creative projects? We're talking about all of that today on New Amsterdam Radio. What is going on, everybody? This is New Amsterdam Radio. I'm your host, Flobo Voice. As always, thank you so much for checking out this episode and all the other episodes. And this podcast is available wherever you stream. Talking about that Spotify, that iTunes, that Google Play, that Stitcher, that Spreaker, that YouTube. I read all comments and questions and concerns. And I want to thank you all for interacting with the show and sharing it on your own personal social media pages. How is everyone doing? What are you guys working on? Let me know what's going on. Um, you can follow me at Flobo Voice on Twitter at Flobo Voice on Instagram at Flobito or DJ Flobito and Flobito.com. I would love to hear what projects are inspiring you and what you're crafting as we're on this journey together. As for me, what's up, Flobo? We're still in the mix. We're going to have that YouTube show I was telling you about earlier uh, where I do like a live rap to the camera. That's going on pretty strong. I'm trying to get comedy back in order, going back to more of a writing uh, stage and hitting up open mics, which is always fun, always necessary. Sometimes it feels like a grind because it is, but that is part of the process. Uh, recently, not to name drop, I had a cool opportunity to meet with current working comedians and pick their brains for advice, and I'm kind of inspired to get to that level uh, or a level similar to that. And of course, you can see me every week on After Buzz TV. So those are my creative projects, and the show's not really about me, per se, but I always want to let you guys know that I'm with you in the city for creatives, New Amsterdam, uh, as we grow this city one by one. Now, today, I want to talk to you about the revival of the XFL, the football league, the spring football league that's founded by uh, professional wrestling impresario Vince McMahon, and what that means for you uh, as far as a creative and how you can approach a project and how you can uh, recontextualize a project given the time. Uh, and that's going to be right now after the break. But until then, do me a favor and check out this message. Hey there, citizens, Flubble here. You know, besides being a DJ or MC and all our nice guy, I am a stand-up comedian first and foremost. In fact, my album, American For Now, is available wherever you get your music. We're talking Apple Music, we're talking iTunes, we're talking Spotify. American For Now is just a crazy take about one person's first-generation experience being in this country when it comes to taking your mom out to Memphis or serving jury duty and much, much more. The album was called American For Now, and it's by me, Global Boys. Comedy unfiltered. Oh, the year is 2001, and teenage me is super, super excited because the XFL is going to be launched. This version, the original XFL version, was very much tied to professional wrestling. In fact, it had some of the personalities. Uh, commentators did both kind of both the games and matches, and you had appearances from uh, professional wrestlers on the field. So me, a lifelong professional wrestling fan, was just on board to see good old football action. A little backstory about myself, I am not much of a sports fan. I'm a casual sports fan. I love the New York Mets. That's the team I support. Uh, but anything else beyond that, I'm more of casual. And when they win, my team wins, whether it's the Nets in basketball, or the Houston Texans in the NFL, or the New York Islanders in hockey, I'm happy. 
And if they don't, I go, bummer, and I move on. I'm not really into stats that much, and, and it's kind of interesting because I'm so logically based that when I go to the barbershop and everyone has these sports commentary or sports opinions, I just kind of smile and nod. There's a whole bigger issue there about how stats are kind of killing the game for the casual fan, but I won't get into it. But anyway, I was on board for this one because I felt it was a new league with no backstory, no history, no continuity that has that got like bogged down with the NFL. And, and I was on board to say, hey, look, I was on something on the ground floor. The Memphis Maniacs were my team, and after the ill-fated first season, it folded. And there really, really was a bit of a void for me there. I mean, I thought I had something of my own. Now, fast forward to 2020, uh, by the time of this recording, XFL Week 1 has already come and gone, and eight brand new teams from across the country have hit the gridiron, and they have, at least what I can tell, a better uh, impression on the fans, right? The people are tuning in and liking it, saying it's a lot better than the first one, I can't believe the competition is that great, and of course there's always somebody there that says, it's not quite NFL level, but it's okay, but I'll take that. Because, again, the appeal is there. Granted, a lot of the gimmicks aren't there anymore. And even though Vince McMahon owns a XFL 2.0, there's almost no involvement or cross-promotion between professional wrestling and WWE. And this uh, version of the product, it's all ball, if, if I can be uh, a little bit of marketing jargon there. There's a lot of all ball, and it just seems like it's just another spring league. Now, there are some detractors that say, well, what's the, the solvency of starting a brand-new professional league and all that stuff? But that's not what the show is about. I want to extract a couple things for that today and share them with you. Things I learned about how you can approach the XFL 2.0 as a creative uh, and things I've noticed over the past couple of weeks. First and foremost, it's the music. <laughs> yeah, see, there is a bigger answer, but I want to start with the music first because to me it's the quirkiest but the most amazing thing. There are eight teams in the league of the XFL, and, and whether it's... I'm broadcasting out of Los Angeles, the Wildcats are the local team here. My hometown team would be the New York Guardians, and I had an affinity for the Dallas Renegades, on paper the best team in the league, even though they lost their first game this season. But a day before the first snap, if you will, the league released theme songs for all eight teams and a theme song for the league. Whatever you like the song is not, it's up to you. There's about three or four I really like of the eight and two I don't like so much. The idea of saying, hey, look, we're going to go and double down and give everything a personality to me gave me a bit of a pause. It was like, here's the team. Like, what is really a team? Especially a team from a new league that doesn't have the history of, oh, my dad's a fan of the Packers, so I am. How do you build affinity for it? And I thought it was a really genius move to come up with uh, music tracks for all teams and give them a little bit of local flavor so you can feel the spirit of the city you're from while you're rooting for your team out there in the field. And the league itself has its own theme song. Now, I always wondered how long does that go for? I mean, sometimes theme songs can be incredibly dated after a couple of years, but I thought it was cool. The New York Guardians theme song, for example, is a bit more 90s hip-hop influence-based. Uh, the DC Defender song has a little... I thought it was more of a college cadence thing to it, but I was corrected by people from um, Washington, D.C. that said it was really more of a go-go uh, funk style. Uh, there is a, a country style with Houston and in a more Western style with Dallas. And it, it to me, it, it really uh, lets every team be unique even before they hit the field, which I didn't think about how we can try to promote our product or service or company or business in a way that may not even seem that it's in line, maybe adjacent, meaning... 
if you crafted uh, a webtoon, a web comic, for example, and you release an album that's inspired by the characters in that comic, that is a cool marketing opportunity that doesn't bog you down or doesn't cloud the main product, but adds as a compliment, which is pretty awesome. Or what if you like to sculpt uh, uh, statuettes and you decide to have a online-only award shows for other sculptors out there. That's another side way to introduce and to promote your brand or service without having to just go do more of the thing. You don't have to go out there and, and, and say, hey, look at my sculptures, please buy it. You can say, hey, join my awards or download this character album or look at this fashion line inspired by the uh, original cocktails that I make at the local bar around the corner. It was a genius move. And it, what, what, what happened was that it really inspired discussion. Indeed, you can go to the XFL YouTube channel, check out the songs uh, for all the teams, and you'll see people say, I like this song. I hate this song. This reminds me of home. This reminds me of nothing. I can't believe they did this. I was expecting more. This hits home. It's so amazing how there's a whole community being brewed and being cultivated around just a two-minute song for a football team. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that's pretty wild. But here is the bigger thing I pulled away from the whole thing, and that is the rise, the fall, the resurrection, and the rise again of the XFL, which doesn't stand for anything, even though the X used to stand for extreme back in the day. So you have an idea. In this case, you are essentially Vince McMahon in this situation. You have an idea for a vision for a football league that's going to not compete with the NFL as far as the timing of the year, but it's going to compete as far as getting eyeballs on a football product, especially in this country where, regionally speaking, football is actually one of the more desired sports. Even though baseball is America's pastime, you know, Friday Night Lights is not about the baseball diamond, right? You have this idea, you have this dream, and you create it the best way you can with partners that seem to be into your vision in 2001. And what happened was, it was a quick dismissal from the masses and an absolute collapse of that uh, idea or vision that costed you an undisclosed amount of money, officially. But people are thinking between 30 or 35 million, right? Uh, you lose millions of dollars on the folding of your dream, but it still eats at you every single day to the point where 20 years later, you decide to do it again. And you decided to do it again in a different way. In fact, you put more money up. You put uh, what's reported as $500 million to have complete autonomy over the development of the league. And you own all eight teams and, and you found different partners that were willing to work with you even after you collapsed that first idea to put it out there in the field. Uh, that's an inspirational story to itself. And I know that when Mr. McMahon is, is uh, discussed, it's always about the wrestling product, taking a very, very niche idea for American entertainment and make it do a global thing. But here's an idea of somebody just like you and I, who may have tried to do something creatively and it failed. And we have this crossroads of, do we try it again? Uh, I mentioned the original stationary company, the, the new Amsterdam, which this podcast is based off of a lot of times. But let's talk about my comic book career. You know, I wanted to do a new superhero comic that uh, reinterpreted uh, superheroes of color. And it's called Silver Streak. You can still buy it on Comixology, um, uh, S-I-L-V-E-R-S-T-R-E-E-K. People who've read it have loved it. But as an independent comic book creator, it's usually the writer that has to pay the artist to make these things come to life. And it was a money 
losing endeavor. And it was uh, shell-shocking because I thought that once you wrote a comic, everyone would buy it. And it did not quite work that way. So, but after a year or two, I said, you know what? I'm going to try it again. And this time it was a graphic novel. I said, look, Silver Streak was a one-shot, but I really want to do a complete story. And I went with the same artist for an even longer book. It even costed more money. And that failed too. I got more sold. But that still failed financially as well. And after two of those hits, I'm going, well, maybe I got to recruit or maybe I have to get capital later on. And I put the whole comic book creating publishing label on the shelf as I try to do other projects. But here you have somebody that lost millions of dollars the first time around and decided to go it again because of what he believes is a perfect vision of football. Now, whether you agree with the on-field product or not, there's some rule changes I love, there's some rule changes I don't love, but I can tell you, sitting on that couch last week watching the first couple of games, I have never been enthralled into a game of football in, in, in years. I watch condensed games in NFL for that reason, because things look so slow. It just feels like guys are running around and looking at the ref to see if everything's okay. But the XFL, I got understood it. I get it. They tried to explain to me as a new fan why is it different, what the rules are. I felt that I was on board from the very, very beginning. And I didn't have to worry about, I can't believe you're rooting for this team. They, they, they're, they suck or their dynasty is over because everyone was new. It was a blank slate. It was a clean slate. And I thought that was pretty awesome. So props to someone who saw an idea and vision, saw it to its demise, and still said, this is not the way I wanted to go out. Let me try it again. Now, the worst case scenario, let's say the XFL does fold after another year. I would say this second attempt uh, did a lot more for the game in, in itself in this current time. So it, in some ways, it's still a victory. But I don't even see that happening. I really feel like it's going to catch on this time. And maybe I'm just being bullish because I'm a lifelong fan of both the XFL and, and the World Wrestling Entertainment. But I just feel like this time is going to be a little bit different. I really feel like there's going to be a bit of an affinity for these, these games. And springtime is the perfect time. You know, baseball is losing its market share. On the American people, there may be some space for more football. So, hey, maybe I'm just that kind of guy. Maybe I'm optimistic. But there's something you can totally pull from that. And sometimes you can have a vision that doesn't go the way you want. Doesn't mean it's the end. Hey, that's all the time we have for this edition of New Amsterdam Radio. Make sure you check out this episode and all the other episodes wherever you stream your podcast. And reach out to me. Let me know what you think about the show. And tell a friend about the show and all of the things you're working on as well. Because sharing ideas, sharing projects, sharing the next move is how you build a community on your own. So until next time, this city is yours.